0: hello and welcome to clamp the creating living and making podcast i'm your host morley kurt and joining me as always is the grinning grant alexander hello and the masterful adam Mackey. yo how are you guys doing uh what is in your clamps this week adam
1: Ooh, me first um Well, anyone who follows me on Instagram would have seen my sneak peek pictures, although they weren't really sneak peeks because they were like pretty much the finished product. Um, (laughs) But so I've been working on this van. Um, I got it dropped off when we recorded the last episode. So that was on Saturday. And I got the bed pretty much done. Um, They took it away for the weekend. So I told him, like, I'll get as much done as I can. I'll have it ready for you to at least go camping in it. Went away from the weekend, came back on Monday. Yeah, Monday and did some more work on it. Um, No, sorry, Tuesday. Yeah, did some more work on Tuesday um, and had some ideas to change a few things like the bed head he wanted to bring out a bit further because the bed was bigger than it needed to be. That way it gives him more storage behind it. And then I said, well, how about, because the top of the bed head was meant to, the hardwood was meant to be like a hinge top. And I said, well, why don't we cut like a hole in the front and then have the whole front of the bed head flip up and then you've got like a whole wall of storage. So we did that as well. And then it's pretty much done. I just need to go along, sand everywhere, put the edge banding on. I'm just going to do like iron on white melamine edge banding and um, and then just like route everything. So it's all like nice roundovers and stuff. Yes.
2: I saw that, uh, the storage with the big opening, uh, yeah. as someone who's dealt with storage in tiny campers, you should try and compartmentalize it a bit, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not, um, completely finished yet, but at the end okay. that's closest to the driver's seat is where the battery is going to be stored. Cause he has solar power, solar panels. Okay. So it's going to be all that nice. in there. So then i I'm going to wall that in. So like, it's a bit more hidden. And then I said, cool. like, we should put some hooks and stuff because the wall has, um, like cladding. So, so we should put some hooks yeah. and stuff on there so you can, like, hang your pans and all that sort of stuff and, and that. So,
2: yeah, we'll it's looking we'll really good though, by the yeah. way. Yeah. The, the yeah, video you posted happy. looks,
0: it looks so yeah. sick. And I know you mentioned a, a bunch of episodes ago that you think your Ryobi tool collection video will always be your best performing video. But I think if you do this run right, <laughs> it could knock that one out of the park. Yeah, Because totally. band, band conversions. Um, know, I've been thinking of this. Is thing thing the world. I need to work on
1: this video really hard. The thing is, though, that when I worked on it on Tuesday, I didn't film much because, like, a lot of it was repeating processes, like just bringing the wall out and stuff. Um, and then there was a couple of things I didn't film that I wanted to, but I thought – I've, I need to get it back for another few hours to fix some things. So there's a few clips I just like want to fake, like actually the um, flip flipping like bedhead panel. I didn't record any of like installing that. So I thought I'll just like lift it up and just hold a screwdriver. So it looks like I'm screwing it in and just be like,
0: you know, put some hinges on here and, and that sort of stuff. And yeah, I mean, little things like, like that. I feel like, people aren't going to be like oh he didn't show that one specific thing i'm not watching the rest of this video now Yeah, It's yeah, something that yeah. like you're going to notice and probably no one else cares about yeah
1: yeah
2: i actually i think it's better when some things are left out like you don't need to yeah. show every single screw being screwed in like some people do no of course i th- yeah i think it's it's not a bad thing like it's a big project if you want to make it in a conjet like a consumable media it, you need mm. to make it into something that's not Ah, uh, too detail oriented, or else then it becomes yeah. like a giant project. Like it's not a how-to video, right? Like I don't think that's what you are going to be filming. It's, it's
1: not. It's not a how-to. It's going to be like a how I made. But mm-hmm. I am going to change up the style of the video and have voiceover pretty much the entire time, explaining what I am doing, because I I know that people yeah, are going to want to try and replicate it and make it their own sort of style. But there's probably some things in there that they wouldn't think about doing. Like, for instance, when I put the bed, like, screwed the bed to the floor of the van, the um, the client wanted, like, brackets. And I said, well, I could use pocket holes instead. And that way, you'll have, like, a clear opening. and won't have brackets in your way if you want to put stuff in there. It won't get caught and all that sort of stuff. Things like that, mm-hmm. people probably wouldn't think about doing because,
0: you know, everyone hates pocket holes. <laughs> and how long... Sorry, how like, long did it take you to build up to the point you are now? It was like only a couple of days of building, right?
1: Yeah, so the having the um, footrest, the bedhead and the actual bed took me about six hours. And then the second day was more or less just changing up a few things like rebuilding. I had to remake the entire wall because he wanted to come out, not just come out further from the side of the van further, but he wanted to come to the back of the van further. So originally the... Um, like where the rubber seal is for the back door, there's a bit of white and then the bed head actually was in front of the white. So like it sort of sat in, but he wanted it to come out to the rubber. So doing that, it was like five centimeters too short. So I had to remake the entire wall and then cut out the, the door and all that. And yeah,
2: that sucks when it's like five, it's not, it's not a lot, but you know, the client's always right
1: yeah well the good thing was though that quiz I had already made like all the shapes and everything was all the same, so I could use the the old wall as a template and then just add on like five centimeters so so yeah. i
0: I think emphasizing how you only you did the majority of the work in what it sounds like a a work day yeah um will give this video legs. Cause I think a lot of people have the preconceived notion that a van build out or a van conversion is like a ton of work. Yeah. Right. Um,
2: Especially when they look at stuff like, like whatever the modern, I don't know, whatever modern, modern thing, builds. Yeah. Whatever they're doing with their bus build out. Right. Mm. But they're doing like a completely different thing. Like they're doing yeah. it to the, to the nines. They're not doing a very simple, like, it's not even simple. That bed slide thing is cool. But, yeah.
1: It's- and, and that's another thing, too, is that 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 in itself is ingenious, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all it is is just, like, slats that slide together. Like, there's none of this, like, you know, you don't need a whole contraption to make it work. Like, it's simple, and people, I think, will dig that. And then also, too, I said six hours, but, like, I'm making it up as I go. I didn't watch any tutorials on how to do Like, I... I literally started from scratch without watching anything first. So I'm making up measurements and everything as I go and all that sort of stuff. So you could probably do it in a lot less time.
0: Yeah. If you had plans. Yeah. And when, once people learn from your mistakes as well. Exactly. Yeah. Sweet. That's super exciting, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Grant, what have you been working on this week?
2: Unfortunately, not that much. Uh, I've been very busy at my uh, day job, and that's been stopping me from doing as much as I wanted to do. Um, I've been also sanding, so it's almost as we're getting into like winter time. I want to finish some stuff I started in the summer. So I started sanding windows and uh, getting them to prep, and they were halfway sanded, so they're bare wood, and that really needs to be. Something needs to be done with that. It can't just leave stuff as bare wood. It won't last over the winter. So I've been sanding. I feel like it was the, the summer of sanding at my house. Um, <laughs> and the last thing is I've been uh, working on editing uh, videos and writing the script for uh, the the camping video. The first of uh, potentially two or maybe three camping videos I'm going to be doing. Ooh. The third Ooh. one's probably going to be an Instagram-only video, but just like a 60 second yes. i'm going to try the the ethan carter tiny oh, yeah. tiny build thing you know or not a tiny yeah, build those are fun. but like just like a little snippet of something that i think is like uh, worth just throwing up on instagram
0: keeping it within a minute is a fun challenge yeah like it is yeah. it, i don't know if you've done one before but there,
2: i've done so i did the 3 minutes but with the 3 minute one i included like an intro and a like a intro and an outro that were like a minute and a half. So I already had the video almost down to one, the the actual video. If I just posted it up on Instagram, I, I could have got it down to a minute and a half. I probably should have. That would I, have been fun.
0: I think it's also like a really useful skill because whether we like it or not, um, Things are definitely transitioning to shorter and shorter formats Mm. Um, and people are watching like one minute videos are kind of becoming the standard. If you look at um, like Twitter and TikTok and other platforms, Mm -hmm. like that's what people, that's what young people are getting used to.
2: And that's an interesting thing to talk about because I feel like on YouTube, things are are like one minute videos aren't doing as well as they used to. And 20 minute Mm -hmm. videos are getting the millions of views now.
1: Yeah, well, the, the trick yeah, is you got to though. make a 20-minute video of one-minute videos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> compilation.
1: Yeah. Uh compilation's still amazing on YouTube. Yeah. Unfortunately,
2: they're mostly stolen, so they probably shouldn't. But yeah. Anyways, yep. that's a whole nother.
1: <laughs> so you said you're busy at your day job. Are you back at work or are you still working from home? Still working from home. Right. but
2: I've got all the tools I need to work from home and I have all the work I need to catch up on and maybe I'll actually yeah. start doing that. But mainly I just <laughs> been like, I don't know, trying to just a lot of things happening and, uh, and picking up some extra work from some other people who had to unexpectedly go on leave. Um, so I just, just, you know, extra work. I was hoping to have some nice, uh, you know, breezy weeks, but they're, they're not going too breezy. Dang. So I'm, I'm wishing that we would go back to the, uh, March, uh, the first week of March or third week of March, whenever the lockdown started, those were good weeks for work
0: wise. <laughs> Cause everyone was just like, hold on, what's going on.
2: Right. We were completely shut down in my office for a week and I was so productive. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, my camping video is done. I finished it today. The Day of recording, so uh, so Grant, when are we putting these out? When should the people, when are the listeners, when this podcast drops, will it be published?
2: Yours will be for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what I can say about that. Uh, okay, there's a good chance that mine will be done this week. I've gotten uh, like the rough outline done in my head. Um, it's mainly right now – because we both had footage and I want to use a lot of your footage in mine, the big problem has to do with it's not – it's sorting the the videos out right. uh, and my computer just running super slow. Like it's gotten super slow yeah, again. Yeah, this
0: is the – this project crashed so many times for me. So I think, oh, I don't know okay. if you dropped everything into the timeline. Yeah. But uh, I think it was six hours total with between the both of us. Yeah.
2: Well, so I didn't I mean, drop like, all of your spoon ones. So I looked through and like, oh, yeah. all of your, oh, no. I hope you're going to announce <laughs> it. Uh, all the ones from yours that I knew I, I didn't. It's okay. Need. It'll
0: be launched by the right. Titans podcast.
2: So done. I didn't, I, I looked at like the thumbnails and if I saw you carving, then I, I, yeah. I didn't drop that one in. So I had four hours that I dropped in.
1: Gotcha. And I think the bigger yeah, problem was actually because I get the sneak peek.
0: Yeah,
2: there you go. Yeah, <laughs> the the I think the problem was that you recorded in 30 fps and I recorded in 60, and my computer's yeah. having problems jumping between the two different videos.
1: Can you not change yeah, your frame rate I can. So, but what They're happened not was.
2: Yeah, so I've got mine set to 60, so every time I go to one of his videos, the computer's like, I don't know what to do here, because my computer only has so, 128 megabytes of video RAM.
1: So you record in 60 frames per second? Yes.
0: That's, that's and really I usually why. do, but I, I recorded, I I didn't bring my camera, I only brought my phone, um, and I never really recorded video with it before, so by the time I had shot like a day's worth of footage, I realized that the setting was on 1080p 30 frames per second which looks great but yeah i, I recorded 24 hmm. yeah so it, it like it just is different um yeah. it's, and then by the time i had a day done i didn't want to switch to 60 and then be dealing with two different even though grant yeah. is in 60 so i'm dealing with two different anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> really matter
2: yeah the so with why i record in 60 is because i do instructables based off mine um And I want Uh, to take the screenshots. And if the more, like if I could record in 240, I would, because there's more chance that I get a screenshot that's not blurry.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, the reason I record in 24 is because that's what works with the lights in Australia. So if we record at a higher frame rate, you'll get the flicker. Oh. Um, Hmm. I can record at higher frame rates. Like if I wanted to do, if I know I'm going to do slow-mo or something, I'll do a higher frame rate just to give it that smoother look. But generally, I record in 24. Interesting.
2: So if I record you, anything what, um, above 60, ours are, are 60 hertz Yeah. in in North America. So 60 yeah. is the, why why I record in 60. Hmm.
1: Do, what program do you guys use? I use- We both use yeah. Movie
0: Studio Platinum, I believe. Yes. Can you optimize the media? Yeah, so- I don't know if this is the same thing, but a buddy has been telling me to use proxies in my editing forever, yeah. which I don't do. And I should start doing. Um, it's one of those things that like, I know will make my life easier, but I just am lazy to put the time in.
2: What? What is, yeah. I, um, I'll look into that later because I think yeah. you know what, like, I don't want to talk too much about it, but
0: I can deal with a certain amount of crashing throughout the project. It gives me some time to walk around, think about how I want the vision to look. And that was a lot of this project was like, It was, it was very much telling a visual story. Like I used no voiceover. Well, I did one tiny little part of voiceover, but it was, it was mostly linear with certain nonlinear aspects. So I was kind of like manipulating our timeline to tell the story that I was trying to tell. So it required like a lot of thought. So Hmm. there were definitely times when I was like, okay, it crashed. I'll go, uh, work on something else. And then as long as you uh, click the save
2: button, all the time. Exa-
0: no, I save compulsively. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so I don't, and I lose stuff all the time. Oh my oh, God. No, so no. when it crashes, I press print screen so I can see what my video looked like. And I can hopefully get, <laughs> like, I can hopefully from the hat, like, figure out what I was trying to do. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways,
0: I think the video, I think the video turned out awesome. Eden watched it today. She said it's one of her my favorites I've ever made. Oh, nice. Um... <laughs> So you should check it out, listener. It, is, it was a lot of fun to make. <laughs> listener. <laughs> and it took me forever to find the last song. You will not believe how much variety there is on Epidemic oh Sound. God. If you search by happy and hopeful, that has a massive range. Right. And I could mm-hmm. not find quite the right vibe, but I eventually did. I'm, I'm, I'm interested
2: i'm i spend so much time and then end up using the same songs all the time yeah but i like i i look at the like the problem is like i i have a certain feeling because i speed up a lot of my like stuff so i need like a higher like bpm on my mm. music and whenever i get into that it's like anger and i don't want angry music yeah. Yeah. so it's really hard to find something that's not angry
0: um yeah, I don't know if there's any way around it other than just like slogging through everything, That's and you true. gradually get a sense. You just gradually get a sense of like what genres and what moods are. What is the vision in your head? Right. And then it's like, like trying how to their slide. tags match with the vision in your
1: head. Yeah, like do you want something that has vocals or do you just want instrumentals? And then I'm like, I don't want to get like the one of the first five or ten that are in the list because everyone's going to use the first ones on the first page.
0: And like, yeah. <laughs> Me and, me and it's actually kind of funny. Um, Laura Kampf and I end up using a lot of the same music and, (laughs) um, like totally independently. So it's always interesting to see like how we use it differently when I see her videos. Well,
2: and I think, so thinking about music is I see, I see what other people do and I want to use that music. And when I plug it into my videos, I just go, that doesn't work like you do like way more cinematic and like slower and building and stuff like that. And I'm just like, go, 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 go. Right. Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can't fight your style. I mean, like your style is your style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, you know, we're yeah, back to what was, you're working on this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we also did a new episode of into the spotlight with this really great guy, Jeremy Warshawski. He is an architecture photographer and visual artist here in Toronto. Um, So he makes his living doing architecture photography. And then he also does a lot of other really interesting photography in his own personal projects. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has a really interesting perspective. Like I never really realized the niche of architecture photography and um, he comes at it from kind of a unique perspective. So it was a, it was a really interesting conversation. I I got a lot from it and um, tried to pull out some wisdom from him for people who are trying to make like their creative pursuit, their main thing. Um, and I really liked his advice, which was, uh, don't do anything for free and always be open to new experiences. Interesting. <laughs> oh, we do a lot nice. of
2: free stuff, which is very interesting.
0: Yeah. Like, well, I, I mean, from his perspective, like doing things for free, I think is like commissioned photography work, right? right? So
2: no, I just think it's interesting. Um, Cause like we, we literally are producing a podcast for free, uh, yeah, save for yeah, the yeah. few that, that like give us you know little tips, but uh, we're supported so nicely.
0: I, th- the, I mean, the YouTube videos for free. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't really think that's. I don't want to put words in his mouth. You just listen to the episode, but the the kind of the way the conversation was going is, is in terms of like doing work for clients, because sometimes people will be like, I mean, the horrible thing when people are like, oh, I'll offer you exposure,
2: exposure dollars. Mm-hmm. They they pay a lot. Exposure
0: yeah, dollars. They say, yeah, they're or, accepted um, everywhere. <laughs> Or just if you're not confident enough in your skills where you don't feel like you can charge is a really common thing with imposter syndrome and everything else. Right. He puts a lot better. Listen to the episode. I'm excited to listen to that, listen that one. Thank you. Um Yeah, and then otherwise we've been getting like really beautiful fall weather here in Toronto. So I've been really enjoying the fall vibes here. I've been Yeah, I've been loving the Stories my co- on Instagram. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've been transitioning my cooking to some more uh, cold weather stuff. So I made some sweet potato chili and cornbread a couple days ago. And today I made this like – There's no such thing
2: as cold weather cooking. I hate this. I'm like the food is good no matter when. You and my wife will get along. I'm not allowed to have soup except for in the winter. (laughs) I'm like – I just like I don't care if it's 35 degrees out. I live in an air-conditioned house. Like I can have soup today if I want to. Like – that was more for my wife. That was a little because no, when I, she listens to it, she's gonna laugh.
0: I mean, food for me has very seasonal connotations, but that it's will not, never stop me from cooking something if I really want that thing. If it doesn't yeah. fit the season,
2: I don't do the cooking. So
0: there you go. Maybe that's the differentiator. Um, <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I made up this really this really good like braised chickpea and carrot dish today um, with some toasted almonds. That was delicioso. Um, yeah, so that's been, that's been a nice kind of background to everything else. But today, um, I had a kind of fun idea for something we could talk about. So something that the Making It podcast has done in the past, which I found like very interesting is, um, Eden just walked in, that's what that noise is, <laughs> um, I have a lot of ideas written down in various sketchbooks. I got out a bunch of sketchbooks before we uh before we started recording of kind of like half baked ideas, things that have been rattling around my head for a while, um, things that I think are really interesting but I haven't really quite figured out how to make and every few months when I list ideas, like I see the same things coming up. Um and I think between the three of us, I'm sure you guys also have those sort of ideas that you've never really been able to figure out how to do. So definitely, I thought it'd be cool to just kind of like bounce these ideas off each other, see if we can help each other out. um, I
2: love it. Sounds great.
0: How to manifest them. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone wanted to kick one off. I have like seven here. Okay.
2: I'll go first. I I only, I only brought one, but I have more in my head, but I thought we'd start off with like a nice easy one to get us into the brainstorming Um, is I'm going to be designing a uh, play structure for Fletcher. Uh, I already have a slide, so I got a slide for free on Facebook Marketplace. And other than that, we'll, like, so there's going to be a platform and a slide, like, or basically a ladder in the slide. Beyond that, uh, I kind of like. I was thinking my my little play kitchen could play into it. And, uh, and otherwise, I've got. I'm open to all suggestions on what. What as a kid? What would kid Morley and kid Adam want the most to play with? That well, if you know they felt their dad or or mom could have made it for them, what would they have done?
0: So rock my climbing son, wall or like rope climbing structure. Yeah, that's cool.
1: So my son is Fletcher's two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So my son's four. So I have a bit of a ideas like into what kids yeah. will want um so my kid absolutely loves playing like shop so like not just the kitchen he loves having because there's a place where you go where they've got like a um cubby house thing and they've got a kitchen but then like a little counter so like he will like bake stuff in the oven and like sell it to yes. you over the counter um and also are you, are you gonna do like so you're gonna do like a structure with this with a slide going down yes yeah, so, like, usually you'd put, like, the shop underneath, but then also underneath could be a sandpit.
2: Yeah, sandpit's sand good. Yeah. I was thinking, like, a nice, yeah, w- uh, like, getting a large uh, Tupperware-type thing, Rubbermaid-type of uh, thing to do the sandpit in, so that it comes yeah. with a, a lid, so that the neighborhood cats don't uh, take advantage of it.
1: yeah. Do you so, yeah, uh, like, like Home that. Depot and that? Can you buy like a um, like a kitty like splash pool? Yes, they're like plastic. Yeah, so that's what we use for a sand. We used to use that for a sand pit. So you buy like oh, two, yeah. and then you put one upside down on top of the other.
0: Ah, yeah. Good, good, good thinking. I definitely loved playing shop on the playground as like yeah. in like first second grade. That was a, a ton of fun. Yeah,
2: like like you pretend to make something, and then you like try and sell it to people. That's fun. Yeah. Okay.
0: I don't re- even know exactly what we did. It was just it involved mud a little storefront.
2: Right. Well, so I've seen Fletcher at the park near our house. It has like a little counter like that and he has tried yep. to sell like i do not sell cuz he doesn't understand the concept yet. Luckily, thank God that capitalism doesn't start that young. <laughs> uh he's uh he's, <laughs> he's just trying to like it. It, give it over the the counter uh just like wood chips cuz that's what it's like on the ground. And yeah. then so that's the that's fun so yeah definitely i didn't think of that that's great to add thank you yeah
1: what else bentley loves to um cook ice creams in the oven and then sell them over the counter and i'm like that's not how ice cream works but okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think all of my favorite playgrounds i went to as a kid were the ones that had like complex obstacles which obviously <laughs> is the most difficult for you as the person who's making it but like we had this incredible playground when i was a kid that was all wooden and had all these places where you could hide if you were playing hide and seek yeah. like playing hide and seek at a playground is so fun right yeah. so we
2: i definitely agree with you i remember that as a kid like there was one playground that we went to in Lemoyne point in kingston and it just had like so much more than other playgrounds um yeah, and, and that probably is, like, what sparked your parkour. Yeah. Which should actually become – that's going to become my clamp mandation.
1: <laughs> okay. So, we have a um... – wait, what? That's not how you spell parkour, but <laughs> – <laughs> um, So, we have a park near our house, and they have – it's, like, stepping stones, but it's, um, like, round – log sleepers i guess you'd call i don't know what they called but so yeah so you got like steps but they're like so like logs in the ground and then each one goes up higher
2: oh so yeah, it's, like, yeah, steps, yeah
1: yeah
0: but stepping stones yeah that's yes. really cool yeah we yeah. have something similar near a park near us in toronto yeah and uh, it's it's not on the ground though they're they're kind of uh propped up on each other in the air. So it's like you walk from log to log, kind of up in a spiral. Mm, I've played in it before. It's super fun.
2: That does sound
1: fun, (laughs) stepping logs. Um, And balancing beams. Kids love balancing beams.
2: Balancing beams. I was thinking, uh, one thing I was thinking is to include a swing, because, like, why not? Um, And the other thing is including a steering wheel, because uh, Fletcher just loves cars, and I have a Corvette steering wheel that i took off one of the cars that turned into a race car so it's kind of cool to have like a race cars here yeah
0: the real thing. yeah it's a real yeah, thing right cool.
2: it, and uh so i'll see if i can make that work and i tried selling it on ebay and no one bought it so it's not <laughs> something it, like
1: that you could put um
0: <laughs> like up the top of the slide yeah so like uh, so i so i we grew up uh we had a swing set and play structure thing in our backyard growing up um but one thing that happens with swing sets is the kids outgrow them so what my parents did at a certain point was they they demolished the swing set because it was getting kind of old and rotten and then they took the crossbar with the swings on it and mounted it between two trees pretty high up so it kind Ooh. of like allowed for bigger kids to play in it so if there was also some way where you could kind of future proof it so that Mm -hmm. Once he gets past a certain age, he could still swing it because it's not like they're going to be too big. You just don't want it to be too small. Like
2: the slide I have already is only going to be until he's like six. So that's the kind of like, but I get what you're saying, trying to think about what can he do when he's 10, right? Because when he's 10, Mm -hmm. he's still too young to like gallivant throughout the city, but he's still going to want to like have, he's still going to want to play, but he's not going to,
1: I don't know. But so, like something it. something like the slide, for instance, though, you could take off when he's six if he's too big for it and put like a rock climbing wall or something like, you know, like you just need something to change the way he gets up and down.
2: Yes. So like change still, out so, when he would change out the slide for a rope ladder or just a rope. Yeah, exactly. And maybe he'll yeah. be unlike his father and actually able to do something like a climb rope climb. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I like that. That's a good idea. So try and think about it like even if I have extra beams that look like they're useless now, they might become useful later.
0: Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I like yeah. that. All right, lots to think about. Lots to think about.
1: <laughs> I like that. That's that's a really good um that was a really good conversation sort of brainstorm to think about. I,
0: Adam, did you have any uh any oh, you projects go, you're trying you to you go first because you have like a hundred. Okay. Well, they're all, they're all kind of small. Um, so one thing that's been bouncing around my head for a while is I want to integrate concrete and 3D printing in more ways. It's a little tricky, though, because I don't think 3D-printed molds are necessarily the best material for concrete because if I'm using PLA, they're going to be rigid, um so you'd have to break it to take out the concrete they wouldn't be very reusable um, but you
2: would you could put a really cool pattern in the concrete
0: yeah you like kind of like an embossing in it and then peel yeah. it out can't once you it's get, um, yeah
1: that's true can't you get like flexible rubber pla or
0: not pla but you you can it's called tpu and that's actually something i've wanted to experiment but um i feel i'm a little intimidated by it, so i've been not super active on exploring that. But that, yeah, that could definitely be an interesting way to make flexible molds. I I mean, there's, there's a bunch of connections in my head. Like I want to do stuff that combines like 3d printing concrete and then also plants. Like I think making some planters, uh, some interesting concrete planters would be really cool. Maybe with 3d printed molds. Um, like the plants are in in our apartment add so much, but that most of them are in like yogurt containers and things. So, also a way to make something a little nicer to hold the plants. Well,
2: Why are you yeah. only thinking about molds?
0: I don't know. I guess that's in the first thing I jump to when I think of 3D printing plus concrete. But I know there's more well, so things So think there.
2: about it in terms of ways of anchoring stuff into the concrete. Like mm. you could make something that then you can put a post into it um, and use a 3D printed thing because it's going to float. You can make the 3D printed thing float above and then you can put a post in that concrete um and it, yeah. it you know you could even put it uh, make it threads um and then it's a threaded thing and then you can basically thread concrete
0: yeah yeah that's and true. then it's
2: like it, got- it reminds so the concrete thing reminded me what uh Ethan just did he put out a video today Ethan Carter and uh oh, so he funny, to no. to put the the pipe thread into the concrete um he had like just like put a, a, a pipe thread end piece into the concrete, but you could instead do a yeah. 3D printed stuff and it might look, you know, might have a different look to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's that's one of the, I think one of the most useful things of 3D printing is making like a weighted base. I've done it on my mic stand that I'm using and it's it's something I want to also use for another project that I'm thinking about, which is some sort of desktop kinetic sculpture. Like if you guys, you know, the iron pepper Potts's pepper pots, kinetic sculpture and iron man, like the two kind of arms that swivel around each other endlessly.
2: I, I have to look at it's it a, again.
0: Uh, I'm just, Okay. I,
2: I was looking at the wrong thing in that video. Apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do something. I don't want to replicate that prop exactly, but some sort of, kinetic sculpture something on a desk that's moving and it's it it's soothing in a similar way and i think 3d printing in concrete would be a really nice way to do that because the concrete provides weight and then you could make different 3d printed components that would move around each other and make this really nice kind of desk sculpture mm-hmm.
2: i think you got something there i just think it's like don't think about it just as molds yeah and i think the other thing is if you want to use it as a mold put a really like you could put your name in con- easily in concrete with 3D printing.
0: Yeah, especially because concrete really takes on the texture of whatever you cast it against. Mm-hmm. Like it can be super, super be glassy smooth if you cast it against a glassy smooth surface. Like glass. Exactly. That would be, I don't know if that's the best mold to make though, a glass mold. It's easy, It'd be an interesting experiment. Easy again. to
2: get rid of. There Smash it up. So my friends did a concrete sink um. On top of an old dresser, and that's the sink in their bathroom, and uh, that's like the extent of concrete. When I think about it, it, is like I always think about it as like posts in the ground and like countertops. So mm. I think you're already doing good just thinking out of the box on on adding 3D printing to it. So
1: Mike mm. Montgomery literally just put out a video. Exactly that—a concrete sink on top of a like well, that like a cart thing. Yeah, it's
2: it's unf- it's pretty common, I think, right now.
1: Mm.
2: What else you got? Where? Who, how about you, Adam? Sorry, I uh, sorry. I, I'm I, I'm I've I've taken over as host.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Now I'm pondering. Yeah,
2: I, I could totally um, see that you were just like, "How else can I do this?" I went, "Let's move on." They can't yeah. see the fact that you're pondering. <laughs>
1: Yeah, So I have this kind of like dream, sort of dream build that um, I don't know if I'd really ever actually get it done because it'd be very time consuming, but I've always wanted to make an entire band as in make a guitar, a bass guitar, remake a keyboard, uh, like as in get a keyboard and remake the, the body of it. A drum kit and um, a microphone. So, like a full sort of band. Um, But I just don't know how I'd ever do it. Like, I, because I want to make it like woodworking related. Like, um, there's, um, I think, Metallica has a guitar and it's like all made out of two by fours. Oh. And like, it looks Mm. so good. But I was just trying to work out like I'd love to remake something similar to that, but then how would I like I don't really want the guitar and the bass guitar to look exactly the same. And then how would I make the drum kit look like that and then like all these different things?
2: We'll make it all out of pallet wood and then just make a pallet wood drum kit, that would look cool. And a pallet wood guitar. Yeah, get sure, would...
1: yeah, the guitar the guitars are the easiest part. The microphone's pretty easy, that would just be on a lathe. The the hardest thing I'm thinking is the drum kit, Cause like I I've have actually like thought about that for I, I,
0: I think you it would be the hardest probably because you, you'd have to do a lot of like either curve bending or bent wood lamination.
2: Yeah, I don't think curve bending would um, be a good idea, unless you're filling. I actually it with think like some uh,
0: epoxy. I do think some drums are made through curve bending. Actually, oh really. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think it would think like, so. like if you look on the inside of some it's drums, you see some like combination.
1: Yeah, I've owned quite a few Band-A. drum kits before.
0: Okay, I'll yeah. trust Adam on this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then my other thought was, well, do I just like either get an old drum kit or make my own drum kit from plywood and then just like sheet the outside with the like thin strips to make it like sort of faux. Pilot wood or two
0: by four is that yeah is i mean that- i think it would be more of an interesting project if you made them all from scratch yeah and maybe maybe as a way because you you also mentioned how do i make them all look cohesive mm. um maybe if you did them all with like a certain patterned wood like if you used Ooh, a few different I wood like species yes. Ooh, yeah. and then and then they all have that same kind of pattern going through them like brown white light brown whatever yeah
2: did you see tomorrow like three by three customs her uh take on a sunburst guitar no it was part of yeah. the great guitar build off you might be interested in taking a look at that so basically like she did it with uh different like she did like different triangular pieces that end up uh in a sunburst kind of oh, pattern, yeah. but you could do something like that she did it with veneers, so you could do that you wear Ooh, you that's really cool. You try, oh, try and have like a pattern like that across all your different mm. instruments. And maybe for the guitar and bass to look different, you kind of do it like inverse or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You could also take an entirely different approach to creating a band and do the like winter gotten thing and literally make a machine that makes all <laughs> of the sounds. Of a band, yeah. I don't have space or time to do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, <it>. have yeah. <laughs> been working or, on that for uh, like four years? Years,
0: yeah. 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 Um, do you know like Blue Man Group? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen their kind of like uh, PVC organ? Yep. Doing so, I always thought like inventing some kind of simple instrument like that would be really fun.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Ooh. And you could definitely do something with wood, like you do mm-hmm. hollow. You could do a marimba sort of thing. Did you watch
2: Tim Sway? Oh, uh, he put a marimba on the front of his van.
0: Oh, the new the, the box yeah. truck. Oh, that, I did not yeah. see that. That's so I cool. Though. Oh.
2: Yeah, you should check it out. So it's kind of like a cool. You put it where the where the radiator is. But that remind that that's something I'm gonna idea. pull into. I'm gonna do something like that for the play structure. Because adding music to the play structure, I think, is a good idea.
0: That's yeah. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, because a marimba, too, is, like, weatherproof. I mean, assuming you build it that way, but it's just wood blocks. Right,
2: wood blocks suspended.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Does he – do the, um,
1: the, like, the little things that you hit it with, Did he attach them at all so, like, the wind plays it as he drives along?
2: Oh, no, that would have been really cool. No. No, it's no. just they're – just, they're just sitting there. He put, like, a little spot that he puts them in.
0: Okay.
2: That would have been cool if the wind – did it but yeah it's
1: probably going to make the noise as i say have you seen those roads that like play a song
0: yeah yeah Yeah. with the rumble strips Mm. this makes me really want to do a a instrument project now like (laughs) now i really want to do
1: one Um, i've had this vision for quite a while i'm like i just wanted like a, a video of each instrument being built but i would keep them all so like i could put them out like one a week for a bit, not like over mm-hmm. a whole period. And then like the final video be like me playing an entire song on all the instruments. Cause I'm pretty musically inclined. Like I play drums, I play guitar. I can't sing, but I can scream. Um,
2: I play I keyboard, guitar and I can probably
1: learn. Does that count? <laughs> sure. <laughs>
2: I am not musically inclined at all. Like I could barely play the piano when uh, we had like the little letters on the piano, and then you just played by letter. I could not do that.
1: Mm. So, I was trying to convince my wife to let me remake my DJ dick out of wood, but she wouldn't let me.
2: Your DJ dick? Your
1: DJ
0: <laughs> Deck. <laughs> Did you guys ever see the movie um, Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Yes.
2: Did you hear Rickel Moranis oh, yeah. got attacked in New York? Yeah, that's horrible. over the
0: weekend. No, I know who would do Well
2: You know, you know who caused it. Ryan Reynolds. He he exposed (laughs) Rick Moranis to 2020, and 2020 pounded Rick Moranis right in the face.
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, well, sorry,
2: sorry for that. To avoid
0: going down that tangent, I mean. The level of invention in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I loved as a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the crazy Rube Goldberg machines and stuff he makes. Um, I think they had like a doorbell invention in his house. Like someone rang the doorbell or someone would call and all these things would happen and then he'd be notified. I feel like something like that, integrating music, would be like an awesome project. Like some like musical doorbell Rube Goldberg sort of machine. Yeah,
2: those are Um, always fun.
0: You should, should make a doorbell machine gun. Someone rings the doorbell
1: and just shoots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't seen Colin Furs video? No, I haven't now. Yeah. Oh, he, he, yeah. He, he has a pop plant at, at his front door. And when someone rings the bell, a gun a gun comes up. Like it comes up and points at him. Oh, was, no, that's um, funny. It was to get rid of like door knockers and stuff.
0: Hmm.
2: <laughs> that's funny. I haven't seen that one. But so you're <laughs> talking cool. about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I think the same thing about uh, Back to the Future like when he's like trying to like you you pan in on the shot of a whole like the the complicated machine that doc makes to feed his dog and and you can tell yeah. like he he hasn't been there in a while cuz they like, keeps opening up a can of food and dumping it there's a whole bunch of cans of food there right
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you want to make a wall of speakers
2: that too that too
1: <laughs> have you guys speak speaking of um contraptions like have you guys seen the new grinch movie no like
2: the like jim carrey uh
0: no, is it yeah. mike myers mike my
1: no mike myers is the old one that's the new like cartoon one.
0: Oh no i haven't seen that no i didn't realize they did uh, make a new cartoon one
1: yeah yeah there's like a whole like um what are those what's that machine called rudenberg or something is it Rube, Rube, Rube. Goldberg. 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 Rube. Yeah. So there, there's like one of those, like the dog activates it, like pours coffee and stuff. And the dog sits there and it puts a helmet on his head with a tray and all the food and stuff. And he goes up in a, um, uh, what do you call those elevators for food? Like a dumbwaiter. waiter. Dumb waiter. Yeah, that's it. Um, it goes up in like a dumb waiter and then like goes and sits
0: next to his bed. Yeah. So I, I actually, like, so cool as Grant like knows, I don't have a doorbell at my apartment. So that could be an interesting future project. Some mm. ridiculous doorbell, not even ridiculous, but just some like nifty, fun doorbell. Just like just that one that a you, you
2: put there and then press it and then it dings on the inside. You should try and work that out first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? It make one connected to like a train horn. So like when you're in bed and someone pushes a bell, you just like train horn goes off in your apartment.
0: Not in this neighborhood. People will ring it at all hours of the day. Or just make one that rings
1: where they push the button, so it just notifies themself.
2: Like it just, yeah, that's good. Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Anything um, else,
2: Molly?
0: I I have a few others, but maybe we should transition no, to. No, I think uh, we, we can do one more. One more quick one. One more. Okay. um all right, so this is something I've been thinking about for a while. These Sharp Rider pencils, for the listeners, it's the, it's the yellow mechanical pencils that you twist oh. the tip and the lead comes out. I love them. Um, they're, they're really, really nice. It's nice that you can get like a really precise amount of lead out. Um, and a while ago, I took one apart to see how the mechanism works. It's very simple. And I was thinking, using this sort of mechanism with an ice pick I think would make a really cool kind of like EDC item where, where the ice pick is concealed in a barrel and then you twist the tip, even if it were to look like this sort of pencil, um, then the ice pick would come out. I like that's the sort of thing. Yeah. That's like, it's going to require a a decent amount of like engineering and prototyping. But um, that's an idea I would like to kind of act on at some point. And if someone else hears this and wants to do that, like, Go for it. Because I think it's a really cool idea and I may never have the now the wherewithal or motivation to do it. I don't know I think it could be really simple. The way
2: that those work, they're constant feed, right? So an ice pick I guess you would get to the end of it and then turn it back around. Is that what you're thinking? Sorry, I don't know I don't know what you mean by constant feed. Well like the more you turn it, the more it comes out. Yes. As opposed to like other one like a pen where you click it and it comes in an ice pick comes out. And then you click it again, and ice pick goes away.
0: Right. So, so the, I mean, you twist the yeah. tip and it you twist it one way it comes out, you twist it the other way it goes right. back in.
2: But in the lead, like you eventually run out of lead. How would you stop it for – um, I guess you would just put a stop at the end of the ice pick.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there's a stop at the end of this. Like the basically the lead is stuck into a plastic piece that runs along the spiral on the oh, inside. I've never
2: taken and one at apart. a certain point. I thought they had like the yeah, regular yeah, lead, like the other mechanical pencils.
0: No. So it's kind of funny. Like there's only one lead inside of each of these oh. and their market is as disposable. So if you follow the manufacturers, what they're trying to do, like you, you use one lead worth and you throw this away. It's actually really easy though, to just take off the, you have to take off the eraser You screw the lead all the way to one end. Then you have to take out the plastic piece. You can push another lead into the plastic piece. Um,
1: Interesting. So that's like a pencil that you don't
0: have to sharpen and it doesn't get shorter. Exactly. Well, as are all mechanical pencils.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean that's probably their point is they're trying to like get rid of like you having a pencil that's one centimeter long.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Like all mechanical pencils. Do they not have mechanical pencils in Australia?
1: Yes, they have. Very okay, cool. <laughs> have have you guys ever seen those um those twist out crayons?
2: Yes, I have it's like one a
1: similar. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So so you, that's right. similar to what you're saying. It's so
2: I. Uh, I it have won't them. come out all the way. They suck, but yeah, they do. They t- so we got so, them for Fletcher. They totally suck. The lead is like too big, and it just breaks. It's just like yeah. constantly breaking. Like it's a we had got mm-hmm. mechanical colored pencils. Which other people call so pencil that, crayons depends on where you are.
1: Oh, yeah, that's the a Canadian thing. i am actually the, never seen mechanical colored pencils.
2: Yeah, so I took one. I took a white one to the shop to use as the because uh, normally white is like the color that you never end up using. So I took it into the shop to mark on walnut, and uh, yeah. and it just broke the lead all the time. The lead was too soft. <laughs> oh,
0: dang. So what I see is the. This might be difficult to describe in audio, but what I see is the biggest difficulty in this is like the structural integrity. Because basically inside of this pencil is like, it looks like a metal spring. And then as you twist the tip, it rotates the spring around this plastic piece that moves up and down. Mm -hmm. So the lead is essentially floating inside of the barrel. And I'm thinking that if this were metal and you had an ice pick inside, that the ice pick floating inside, like as soon as you try to use it for anything or pry anything, it would be all bendy. And, and there's not really a solid point of purchase for it to act against. So I think you would have to kind of bulk up this internal mechanism and then make it in metal somehow, um, or, or mimic this mechanism through different pieces. What about So that's what uh, I see. So big. what
2: I think is you to- take a duress to ice pick, you hollow it yeah. out and thread it, and that's and then boom, you're good
0: and then put that inside of like another barrel Wait so I'm, you take
2: the like the brass <laughs> uh, like whatever a brass or a steel ice pick like that looks like Durestas, you drill out the center yeah. and you thread it, right, so that way you have your threads for the entire length of it, and that's when you twist it, it threads it out,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I I see what you're saying. And I, before I took one of these apart, I actually like sketched out a way to do it. And that was similar to the way I wanted to do it. Basically, you have continuous threads on the ice pick matched to continuous female threads on the barrel. And then, so it always has a point of purchase against.
2: That's the way i like my stupid brain. uh... What
1: were you going to say, Adam? (laughs) I thought I was muted for a sec. Um, so the thing is, if you have threads across the whole ice pick, you then have to be so careful with the ice pick because if you
0: damage any of those threads when it's out, you'll never get it back in. But, right. Or it would have to be really long so that the threads are never exposed. And then it's like, well, then it's not even convenient yeah. to carry around.
1: So to change it up completely, what about a mechanism like a utility knife, but like just something like a little button instead of like the big wide thing they would normally have? Like a in out. So you slide, so like, say, down the, say, say you take a Doris to ice pick and you have the pick actually inside the brass, and then you'd have like a slot on one side that you could have like a button that you push along the track. And then when it comes to the end, lift it up and it would lock it in place. Mm -hmm. I like that.
0: Yeah, that could, that would probably be a much easier and almost (laughs) equally as convenient solution
1: i definitely feel like
0: it i feel like if you were
1: to make something like that you'll be geico no jack does that mean i'd be
0: oh jack i was like the insurance company yeah you'd be like
1: geico whatever
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, but again i i i think -hmm. though the problem you would run into is um the point of, per- I don't know if I'm yeah, describing this. I completely like, get
2: what you're saying. So what you'd end up needing to do is do a really long point of purchase. Yeah. Right. So your ice pick wouldn't go the entire way out. There would be like a, say it's a 10 centimeter ice pick when it's fully extended. It, when it's, when it's done, it's not five. It would need to be like a, you know, when, when it's fully retracted, it would need to be like seven centimeters. So that there's that, mm. that that spot between to make sure that it doesn't – it has some some heft to it.
0: And let's take it to the nth degree one step further. You mentioned like a click pen. Yes. What if you just replace the pen with an ice pick? Well, that's
2: that's <laughs> what I initially thought. But the, the only problem with like a click pen is that the, to, to push down on the click, it's um, – it, you have to push down as far as it comes out.
0: Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't come out very right. far. Like the the outer barrel would have to be super skinny.
2: Yeah, and it, which would could work, right? But it it's still it wouldn't come out very many centimeters yeah. or inches, depending on where you are. Um, hmm. I like cool. this. Hmm. It's a good idea, yeah. and I think there's something there.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So before we get too far in the weeds, let's move on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who wants to do their clamp mandation first? I don't know who you're pointing at <laughs> me. Yeah,
1: sure. I was,
2: I was actually pointing yeah. into the ether. Um.
1: Oh, um, so my recommendation, clamp, sorry, my clamp mandation this week is woodshop junkies just put out a video like five hours ago of retractable workbench wheels. Um, I've actually been looking at these, but they're so damn expensive. Because um, Grant commented on my last workbench, like my last video, the workbench one, saying that if I put it on wheels, that I can pull it out when I need to do longer cuts on the table saw and all that sort of stuff. So, really started looking into it, but it was like hundred bucks for four casters, and to me, that's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, casters. Are yeah, really just, Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, workshop junkies just put out retractable, like bench wheels which is exactly what I need. But I'll just have to find a way to make it more sturdy. But yeah, I thought it was just so fitting to, to my last video. So
0: did they make like wooden wheels, essentially? I'm going to admit I
1: haven't watched the video yet. But I I watched like the first 30 seconds and then I thought we're going to start recording, but that was an error before we will due to record because it's daylight savings. Uh,
2: so <laughs> you anyway. should also take a look at... Uh, Matthias Wandel, he's done a bunch of them. And there's an yeah. old, uh, like, wood woodworking, woodworking journal or something has, or maybe it was even Norm Abrams. I can't remember who, but it was, like, really old, super simple system that was, like, I was blown away when I saw it. I was like, that needs to be, like, yeah. I don't understand how this hasn't taken off. It is so simple for a heavy workbench, right?
0: Cool. I'll have a look. All right. Sweet. I will go next. Um, my client mandation for this week is Brett McAfee on Justin White's podcast, the Make Ideas Reality podcast. Um, it's just super inspirational. I honestly didn't really know Brett's story very much. Like I had heard about it in snippets on the Fools with Tools podcast, um, but that was the first time I'd really heard of it, of him kind of going from this office job to working with Jimmy. And I, I had no idea how that Jimmy's happened. Jimmy's assistant, right?
1: Yeah. He used to be. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: he used to be. He's not anymore. Oh. Um, and I just kind of felt a kindred spirit in him as someone who was in an office job, um, really felt like I was in the wrong place. And by many people's accounts left that, or many people in my situation would probably not have left that job so fast. Like I was only there for about three months but I, I mean, when he, he knew that he was in the wrong place and he was like, I need to make a change. And he did it immediately. And I was like, yes, that is what I would have done. And that is what I did. What
2: What amazed um, me about that interview was, or about that story, because I've heard, I knew he left his job. I knew he started working for Jimmy. I didn't realize how much he put on the line to do it and how much, yeah. like, like and it wasn't just working for Jimmy. It was, I want to work like, I, I don't want to work in that job anymore. This is an opportunity. I'm willing to sacrifice everything. I think a lot of people don't realize now, well, like, how much you have to sacrifice if you want to get ahead. Like, what he did there mm-hmm. was, like, sacrifice for his future. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's a great, like, you know, I, I listened to it, too. It was a great interview.
0: Yeah. And oh. shout out to Justin. Like, he's a great interviewer. He, um, I mean, such a, a sign of a great interviewer. Like, you don't hear him talk much, but the questions he asks are very pointed. They spur very long, thoughtful responses. Um, yeah. He's doing great, yeah. like, interviewing people.
1: You got to be careful about not talking much because then you get reviews telling you that the hosts carry the conversation.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the guests, <laughs> yeah. The guests carry the conversation. Well, the, I actually yeah. think so. It all the, Like, his. His idea is, is to interview people, right? Our, our idea hmm. is to have guests on, right? So, oh, yeah. But I think Morley's right in that. So I, we have like a saying in our work is you can't quote yourselves. And what that means is you have hmm. to let the other people speak, right? Hmm. You can't go, so I heard you left your job. You spent four months not making any money at all, but showing up every day to Jimmy's place. Is that right? And then Brett would have said, yes. And right, like <laughs> next, next question. question, right? Like, so you have to, you have to question, like pose your questions in a way that, uh, that tries to get the, the things out of people. Cause you can't quote yourselves.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing to remember. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess it's me. So the aforementioned uh, clamp mandation of mine, but I'm going to do two, is you guys should all go and watch Marley's parkour videos. And you can see Marley. I was going to say, who's (laughs) Marley?
0: We've known each other for years.
2: Like one. (laughs) Yes. Um, Marley's. God, I don't even know. I'm reading it and I said it wrong. Marley's parkour Hmm. video. uh, He's got a couple out there. And uh, there'll be a, a link in the show notes because um, I can't remember the name. It's like Mon- Monkey race. Pit or something. I can't remember. But uh, what's the name of your channel? The Fly Post. The Fly Post. The Fly Post. The fly Post. Yeah. It's very fly for a white guy. <laughs> um, but he's he's actually really good at uh, – you know, he's got some pretty good videos showing, uh, you know, his his parkour skills. And you can see a very young Morley and it's uh, it's it's yeah. fun.
0: That was in my – so I think the video you're referring to, or at least the one you commented on, was when I was doing wrestling. Uh, it, was, it was amidst the wrestling season, so I was cutting weight at yeah. the time, and I was very small.
2: Well, there's, I watched a bunch of them. I, there was one that was like the, like the fall or something. I can't remember what it was but you're oh the thaw the thaw the thaw that's right Mm -hmm. uh and you you said in the description it was like between you took footage from both the fall and the spring
0: oh okay yeah i don't remember those are the days yeah it's been a while honestly i so after you commented on the fort lauderdale one i re-watched it i was like wow i have not done any of that stuff in a while and uh I don't know if I can do that right now.
2: <laughs> you probably shouldn't just go out and like try it again. Like you were doing standing backflips in another video, um, yeah, into the snowbanks. Anyways, good videos if you want to learn parkour, or if you just want to look at Young Morley. Uh,
0: I'm not going to market myself as a teacher of parkour. <laughs> don't don't say
2: that. Well, if you want to see parkour, there uh, <laughs> so the other thing that I thought was more relevant to our. Our, our brainstorming um, discussion that we had was Laura Comp's latest video. Uh, it was titled like a thousand bad ideas. Um, and why I think it's it's kind of relevant to what we were talking about is because she basically said like sometimes a, uh, a bad idea isn't a bad thing. And it's, you know, go for it, do something. Like brainstorm it out, try it, see what happens. You know, and she... she you know, showed some videos of, of bad ideas she made. And she went, you know, like that taught you a lot. Like I I made something that didn't work, but I still learned. Right. And so I think that's kind of like when we, when we think about what we're, you know, talking about brainstorming, it's like, okay, we've got the idea. We've talked about it a little bit. Try it, do it. What's the worst that happens, right? You waste a little bit of time, but you always learn
0: you got to pursue an idea to a certain extent to gain something from it. And like, I mean, I feel like even from this conversation, like I had these ideas written down and I never talked to them about, never talked to anyone about them before. And just talking about them a little bit and putting some, uh, you know, strategy to the idea, it, it, it makes it more productive. You learn something from it, even just from that small amount.
2: Well, before we move on to the next part, one other thing I want to say about this topic is if anyone hears our ideas um, and wants to, you know, add something into it, comment on either Instagram or message us on Facebook or – don't do Facebook. It sucks. Go on Twitter or Instagram.
0: (laughs) Just use Instagram. Uh,
2: And, you know, on the posts that we do up for this episode and let us know if you have any thoughts about anything that we're doing. Or And the other thing I want to know is whether or not you think this was a really good idea and we should bring up Morley's uh, 15 other uh, ideas that he (laughs) wants to brainstorm. Uh, If you want to hear about those, let us know, and then maybe we'll do a brainstorming, too, in the future.
1: For sure. So you just said Facebook sucks and people should use Twitter.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Have you tried the new Facebook? It's the worst. I feel like I'm using only, like, 20% of my 24 inch monitor. It's just like I just don't like even looking at it. I can't look at Facebook anymore. I don't use it. It's done. It's dead to me. And I don't use Twitter either. So I'm I'm only on Instagram. But if you want to tell Morley something, go on Twitter. Um, if you want to tell <laughs> or Instagram. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, more. I don't think Adam or uh, or me uh, use Twitter. So. If you want to tell Morley something and only Morley go on Twitter.
0: Yeah, just be between the two of us. All right. Um well, we don't have any reviews this week, but before we move on, I wanted to give a big thanks to our Patreon supporters, especially Leroy at Big Rock Timberworks, who is our F clamp level supporter. Thank you Leroy and thank you to everyone else who supports us there. Um Yeah, if you support us on Patreon, you get access to the After Show, which I always think is a lot of fun. Um, I hope other people think it's a lot of fun as well. I have a secret for the After Show this week. Ooh, Ooh.
2: Sometimes in the After Show, Jimmy doesn't wear pants. Oh, wrong podcast.
0: (laughs) And... In addition to the after show, we have the clamp leather keychains that are going to be sending out soon. I'm just waiting a little bit to send them out because we are um, ordered some stickers, and I want to send those along with the keychains. So hold tight, everyone. <laughs> They're coming. Hmm.
2: So, uh, without that segue, I <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just stole it right out of the
2: <laughs> under your right. List. No, I was going to mention something that uh, with the people reviewing our clamps, we don't have any this week. And what we're thinking is that uh, we really enjoy. I really enjoy hearing Morley try out different accents. Um, so, That's what fine. we're thinking is uh, we're going to do a giveaway because I, I really want to see it uh, more often. So, we're going to be doing a giveaway. Uh, for everyone who gives in a review uh, we're going to put all your names in a hat we're going to draw one out and we're going to uh, do something, some sort of giveaway we haven't figured out all the details yet that'll be in a later podcast but anyone who has already done a review or anyone in the future who's going to do a review uh, for the next, we'll say next uh, few weeks, there'll be more info on the deadline later Uh, We're going to do a giveaway and it's going to be a lot of fun. And it will probably say you
1: have until Halloween.
2: Okay. You have until Halloween. It's now been decided. Uh, (laughs) So everyone who gets one in before October 31st, 2020, any time zone, you'll be entered in the giveaway um, and it'll be probably something clamp related potentially from me, but we'll see. Mm. we'll see we'll see what happens well you know whatever we'll see so.
1: <laughs> cool Cool.
0: you're the host and... <laughs> <I>
1: know. <laughs> you
0: know my problem is we have an order out on the google doc and I just ignore it that's my problem um, TF Turning thank you for the theme music it's beautiful I love it it pops me up every time I hear it with that, boys, do we have any other business? No.
1: No. Probably not have a secret to tell them after show. Alrighty.
0: Well, let's head over there and hear it. Yeah. See ya.
2: Where can everyone
0: find us? <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, I'm just crazy. Google Doc. <laughs> just look at the Google Doc, man. <laughs> I'm just too busy looking at you guys' beautiful faces. Oh. If you want to find us, you can find Grant at the Grant Alexander. You can find Adam at Maker Mackey. Both of those are everywhere. And you can also find me at Morley Kurt everywhere. And collectively, you can find us at Clampcast on Instagram. And as Grant mentioned, we are on Twitter, but it's at The Clampcast. Because reasons. I think. I'll put the link in the description. (laughs) Uh, you can just uh, google yeah. us. you can google us and just
2: what clamp just clamp google. cast Twitter and I'm sure you'll find us look for the the yeah. amazing clamp
0: <laughs> that's it all right boys see ya bye see ya. I was going to um, say in the after show that I need to pay more attention to the order on the Google Doc, but it's just devolved. <laughs> <past>. <laughs> well, that was
2: like, do you remember when I said you should do like a little segue into me mentioning the giveaway? And Yeah. I thought...